does creativity really take courage? Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. That's why I'm here each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools all to help you tell a better story because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and me and my brother once made a zombie movie where I killed the zombie in the end by throwing a PlayStation disc into his skull. (laughs) Today on the show, we've got mindset coach, Andrea Crisp. She is a coach for multi-passionate entrepreneurs and coaches who desire to have a bigger impact. She really focuses on creativity and courage. And in this episode, she shares her story going all the way through to discover this through her journey as a creative, as a musician, as a singer, a music teacher, a pastor, and then through anxiety and depression to choose the life that she has now. And she's helping other people develop that kind of power and strength to do the same thing. You are going to get so much out of this episode if you are feeling creatively stuck or like you are trying so hard to do the next thing. And you will be encouraged today to simply be who you're made to be and let that be enough. If something stands out to you in this episode, please share it on social media so that other people can experience the same transformation that you do. Don't forget to rate and review this on your podcast player and know that I am so grateful that you are choosing to be here today and engage with these not boring stories. So enjoy this conversation with Andrea Crisp. Let's get into it. Well, here we are. It is No Boring Stories. This, of course, is the place where, Andrea, you know, we don't share any boring stories. We just get into the good stuff Mm -hmm. because there is no boring story. There is only boring storytellers and you are not a boring storyteller. And my audience is going to see that very quickly, I believe. And we're going to have a lot of fun here recognizing that um, your story is yours but it's also ours. It's also ours to share. And you do such a great job at, um, I mean, just sharing who you are with us. You're a podcast host, you're an author, you're a coach. You've done all these things to put yourself out there for an audience. And I think that it shows in the way that you, you show up with such empathy for the listener already and and the 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 person on the other end and so that's why I just appreciate you and that's why I'm excited to have you on here um how are you I am good and I am so excited for your brand new podcast this is so fun I love the premise of this and you know what it's so funny you're saying I'm not a boring storyteller because I for a long time thought I was a boring storyteller Uh Uh (laughs) uh-huh and so you know, it was like, you know, thinking, you know, like, you know, there are those people that, you know, that tell a really good story, like you're a good storyteller. And there's like that uncle or that cousin that you have that always shows up to like the party and they like have this really good story. And I was like, you know, it came to me and I'm like, oh, I don't really have a great story to tell. Yeah. And Do you think that that uncle thinks that he's a good storyteller? I think sometimes they're like, they know they're a good storyteller. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's um, like, I have a friend who knows, like she says it. She's like, I tell good stories. In fact, Mm -hmm. I should get her on your podcast. Yes, absolutely. Storyteller. There we go. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think even, you know, you say that about me and, and, and to some degree, a lot of people have been saying that about me for years, which is why I have leaned into this finally really accepting that this is a gift that I have, but there is always this confusion around that people saying, oh, Alex, you're a really good storyteller. And I'm thinking, what, like, what do you mean? You know, go, like being a pastor, being in that realm in that world, which I know you know as well, we'll get into your story, but being in that church ministry world, somebody gets up every week and tells a story, tells a story that is a thousand year old story, thousands of year old story, and turns it into our story. Of, Of course, I'm a good storyteller. I'm in front of people speaking, but there was something, this is what I'm realizing. People were always actually, they were actually saying there's something else. You're not just a storyteller. You're a good storyteller. And, and occasionally you're a great storyteller. And what I believe, you know, you don't have to be a great storyteller to stand out, Andrea. You just have to be a good storyteller because even good stories get remembered. And so whether it's Uncle Jim or Aunt Betty <laughs> or your weird cousin who, t- who, who after a few wobbly pops will just have the room in stitches, um, we just have to figure out how do we tell a captivating story. And I think that's what this is all about is really just getting yours out because that's, what's going to captivate people. If you can, if you can bring people along the journey, then you've got them. And that's where I think you, you do, you stand yeah. out, you, you, you have this ability to listen and to pull someone else's story out. And I think as long as I've known you, you have even gotten more focused in telling your own story. So I'm excited for that. this. Yeah. But even as you say that, you're like, there's a few people, you know, the uncle, whatever. But you know, what? there's a difference. There's a difference yeah. because like, I think you're, you're right. Like there's some really good storytellers, but they're telling a story about something that's not their story versus when you're telling your story, because when you're telling your story, that's mm-hmm. vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That's like opening yourself up to mm-hmm. being exposed to other people. Yeah. And when and you're so telling we, someone else's we hide story, something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I can like tell this amazing story about somebody else mm-hmm. as long as I can tell the story. But, and that's the thing, right? So some, but you're like, okay, so the weird uncle can tell a story about freaking going to the library today and you're captivated. Exactly. So there is something in there that he's got that he can, he can just draw you in, but mm-hmm. exactly what we're talking about here is, yeah, but what's your story? Yeah. Like, what is his story? And I bet he'd be terrified to tell his story, right? I, those are the 100%. people. Yep. So, so how do we get to this place where you are telling not just every story better, but you're telling your story better because your story is what's actually going to change the world. When you share your story, you shape the world. So let's, let's do that better. Let's do it. I'm ready. Let's do it. I, I received that. This is so good. What are you doing? Tell me what your main work is that you're bringing to the world these days, Andrea. Well, as you know, but many people probably don't, I spent years as a high school music educator and also a pastor. That's how we met. Okay. Was- but just a second, just a yeah. second here. Because oh yeah, is- tell the backstory. <laughs> I didn't ask that. This is no, what's so, so right. fun. I, and, and, and I mean, I get it. I love it. You're like, yeah. let me tell you how I got here. But all that I wanted to know is I just asked, so true. Um, who are you now? What's the main work you're bringing to the world now? And if I can ask, what is that? Why did you, 
Why did you jump back? Great question. I think because there's context for that there. And sometimes when I'm in the new story, Mm -hmm. I feel like I have to validate the new story. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes waiting to validate the new story is like, you know, giving yourself permission to say, this is who I am. Yeah. And standing in that, which is, yeah, that can be tough. That's vulnerable. Yeah. So back to the vulnerability. So who exactly? Am I? What work do I do? Yeah. I'm a mindset and confidence coach. There we go. So this is it, right? So there's something in that. I'm just asking where you are because that's, that's the key. So it's like, that's, that's, so people get a really good context for where you are right now. This is the, who I am of the story. And you felt for some reason, before I even say who I am, before I reveal my, who I am right now, I need to, I need to validate that. Yeah. I need to paint the picture along the way so that you believe that when I say I am a mindset and confidence coach, you believe me. Oh my gosh, that is so true. And we'll get there. Yeah. Like what we're going to do now is actually just go back. Now I want to hear the rest of that story. How did you get here? But it's actually this crazy mind game that we play with ourselves, isn't it? Where you're like, they're not going to believe me. You know, who am I? I'm (laughs) Spider-Man. Okay. He doesn't go forward and say, "Who? okay, who are you? He's like, well, you know, I was a 16 year old kid in Queens. And then I went out one day and I got bit by, no, who are, I'm spider, like I'm Iron Man. They just tell you who they are. And then we'll go to the origin story. And that's the fascinating, that's, what's going to draw us into the whole thing to really believe them now. But well, bam for now, um, okay. Mindset confidence coach. What do you, what does that mean? What do you do? And, and how does that, how do you see that impacting people? Well, I primarily work with multi-passionate creatives, entrepreneurs, coaches, really helping them stand in their worth. So Mm. knowing who they are and just really stepping fully into their purpose by identifying what's holding them back in different places in their life. Because I, I find that so many don't actually realize the potential for their business or for what they're doing because their mindset holds them back. Mm-hmm. They lack the confidence to step in. So that's where I come in. Yes. Yeah. Really empowering them to dig a little deeper and to uncover what that is so that they can reframe it and they can actually stand on their own two feet mm-hmm. and they can be confident at what they're doing. I love it. It's so good. So now we've got this deep why. You're like, all right, this is why I'm showing showing up the way I am as a mindset and confidence coach. Now we've got this really clear context yeah. for where you are. So now the question is, how in the world did you get here? Where does that begin? This idea yeah. of, you said specifically creatives. Yeah. So there's a creativity aspect there, but let's say like creatives knowing their worth, knowing they have value. Where does that begin for you like as a kid as a teenager where does that show up first where you're like oh I you know I don't know my own worth or I do know I I have these after I really believe this about myself where does that idea kind of show up for you that feeling when I was a kid I I sang and I played the piano really young and I was put on a stage to perform uh, probably before I was even five years old Mm-hmm. And so a lot of my validation came from what I could do. So 
being praised for being a good singer, good musician. And that went on for years. And I started to identify worth and validation from what it was that I could do as a talent. Mm-hmm. And I neglected to understand that my worth was in, innately in me. And so when it came to even being a singer songwriter, you know, in college and wanting to put myself out there, mm-hmm. I was relying on this performance aspect and not in, I had no confidence. Like yeah. I was, I was a confident performer, but that's different than having confidence to step into and embody being that successful singer songwriter. So that sounds like a really like, Ooh, wow. Yeah. That's, you know, tweet that out. But also what, what in the world does that mean? So I was a really confident performer, but had no confidence. Yeah. What, what's the difference? Um, what, like, again, don't, don't try to, I would say, don't try to define this as some Webster dictionary dictionary thing in the context of that story. Like, even if there's a moment that you can recognize that you can think of where like, you know, you might be able to go out and kill it mm-hmm. on stage, tickling the ivories, but then backstage, how did you feel? Right. Is that the difference? Is that what it comes down to is just the separation of, of self in the moment. And, and is there a moment that you can really draw to that demonstrates that? I remember standing on stage, like lights could be on you and I'd come alive. Like I would feel like I'm in the zone. Like I'm totally exactly where I need to be. Yeah. I love being on the stage. And, but there was the part of me that wasn't even in backstage, like the nerves, like I could handle the nerves. Yeah. That wasn't the problem. Wasn't, wasn't actually performing. That was the problem. It was believing that I had what it takes to be a good singer songwriter and to be when did that show up like does that show up when you're sitting in the living does that show up in the morning you know what I mean like when you wake up in the morning when you're drinking or you're like why am I doing this who am I it showed up when I started to see that there were there were so many really really good singer songwriters and that I was like just a totally a small fish in a big pond and and I was you know reminded daily that you know well get a good education because you're going to need a stable job and right uh you know all those things reinforced this this belief that okay well you know i love standing on the stage and i'm confident to do that but am i confident enough to actually live that out and embody it and make it a reality for my life you know and that's where i couldn't do it i couldn't actually at that time i couldn't step forward and go yeah i'm going to position myself as someone who can get, you know, signed with a label and then mm-hmm. go on tour and do all those things. And even though I felt like I had the ability and the skill, yeah, I didn't have, I, f- I felt like I didn't have what it takes to like really make it in the industry. Because what was that? What does that take? What did that require? What did you think it took? Was it looks? Was it, it knowledge? Was it, was it something to, like, some sort of like magical mean? appeal or charm or something that I felt like I didn't have ability to promote myself, ability mm-hmm. to um, step up and really sell who I was and to showcase that. I was like, let me sing for you. Yes. Great. Yeah. Fine. I can do that. 
but don't ask me to sell myself and sell my music and album to you because I don't want to actually have to talk about myself and tell you who I am and how good I am. I'll Uh let my talent tell you how Mm -hmm. good I am, but don't make me because that's really scary. That's really vulnerable. I don't feel like I have um, what it takes to be there. Because what? So if you're sitting across the table from somebody and you're what, you're 20 years old at this point. Yeah. I don't know. And, and, and you, you, in this fantasy situation where you have to pitch yourself apparently and say why you're going to be a good face for this, for this label. You're like, there's no way I could never, no, I, I could not do that, but put me behind the piano and I can play the music for you and then let the music speak for itself. Yeah. I'm like, is so, there a way to do that? I'm like, right. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. So this is the thing, right? So you're talking about like being a performer. I'm, I'm a performer. I put me on stage. I'm, I'm the happiest in the world. Mm-hmm. And there is something that happens when you, when you can be the character. So I, I, with acting for me is what your, your song would be. Yeah. Um, let me be a role. Let me be a character. Let me work according to the script and, and it's great and it's easy, but then get me out there to say, this is why I should. Yeah. This is, this is why, you know, let me promote myself. Let me sell myself to you. There's this separation. There's this barrier that shows up. And I think you already identified that all that we did was just pull that out and show you what it, what it feels like. And I think it's the same thing that so many people, this is where your story is so relatable. So many people are feeling that they're like, I know I've got the skill. I know I've got the thing. Yeah. And if I could just let the thing speak for itself, if somebody could just notice the thing that I do, it would sell. That's I I would be so big. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how I felt. Yeah. 100%. Because what's on the other end of that for you to show up and talk about yourself, you would need, that's the confidence piece, but more than anything, you would need to believe what about yourself? I would need to believe that I'm worthy of that. Right. Mm -hmm. So now here we are in college and you're facing this real separation between worthiness and unworthiness and like, or skill and unworthy. Like there's this real, (laughs) there's no question of, do you have the ability? The question is about, about value. Yeah. So how do you, what happens? How do you, how do you move forward and, and, and break out of that to get to the place where you are now showing up and saying, this is what I do and this is who I am. And this is how I help people. Something happens in that gap of time Mm -hmm. and you can pick one of the many moments that sort of shows up and helps you helped you see this was the change that needed to happen. Mm -hmm. What comes to mind? I, I think for me, one of the big things was not doing it for 20 years and finally leaving my career and feeling like I had nothing left and realizing- Not doing what for 20 years? So not taking that chance. Oh, yeah. So deferring it and saying, okay, well, I'll just do the stable thing. Uh-huh. And that really, for 20 years, I was struggling with anxiety and depression. What was the stable thing for you? 
was teaching high school music, being a pastor, worship leader, Mm -hmm. singing for a living under the guise of, you know, being a high school music teacher and then being someone who led music in the church. Right. So I got to sing, Uh but I didn't have to do anything to promote myself. I could help people. I could teach people. I could do all those things, but it was never putting myself forward. Yeah. It was always to do something else. Getting to the end of that, when I finally left, realizing that I was, you know, had been struggling with anxiety and depression and kind of hitting rock bottom, that was the turning point for me. How long ago was that? It was 2014. So five years ago. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting that you're like, I'm going to take the stable thing. And again, you talk about relatable stories. This is where it's just, it all shows up. You'd go through the stable thing and that in that stable thing, it's actually, that's where um, depression, and anxiety show up and creates this wild instability Yeah. internally. Mm-hmm. Did people know that about you? No, I didn't even know that about me. Oh, I how did functioning. that show up then? How did you know? When did, what, when did that? Uh, when I started to, when I, when I became a coach full-time, and things weren't working out quick enough for me, it started to become really, really obvious that I lacked confidence. Because again, I was a really good coach, uh-huh. but I had you know, also been a really good teacher, a really good pastor and worship leader, but I had the system that could support me in order to keep pushing me forward. It's like the, you know, the machine moves you forward. Yeah. When I went out on my own for the first time in 2014 as a coach, I faced the very thing that I would have faced back in 1997 when I graduated from college and chose to go into teaching instead of pursuing my career in music. Okay. So you feel like, wait, how many years, 20 years later? Yeah. You face this similar situation where you're like, I'm on my own. I can make the choice. I can go into this on my, or I can go and hide behind yeah. some others behind the organization or whatever. Yeah. And, and you chose to, to go on your own. To stay and fight. Finally. To fight it out. And it was, it was, a, it was a slog because for me, it was the very thing that I, I would have wanted. And I remember, I remember thinking that Alex, I remember thinking to myself in, you know, when I recognize it. So like, let's say it was like, not necessarily 2014 because that's when it started, but like sure. maybe by 2015, 2016, I'm not making any progress. I'm not really doing what I, you know, I'm not really making a whole lot of money. I'm going into debt. I've, you know, went from you know, having savings and no debt to being a struggling coach, entrepreneur. And I'm facing the very, very thing that I didn't want to face, yeah. you know, graduating college, which was, am I going to just think my skill is going to carry me here? Like my talent as a coach, because it was, it's not about talent or skill because nobody knows about that. It's about really embodying this confidence. And I, I couldn't at the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how. Who taught you or guided you to be able to do that then? Who shows up? Yeah, um, I had a lot of guides. 
<laughs> Why take had, one when you could pick yeah, 20? <laughs> I had a lot of, I had a lot of guides. Um, but there was one particular time frame where mm -hmm. there were, um, a couple people in a row and I felt like it almost came like a little bit of a, a momentum shift for me mm -hmm. where I had to, I worked with a coach who helped me really, really heal from some of the wounds that I had, um, I had gone through yeah. over the 20 years. Um, she held space for me. She, and again, these are things that you didn't even necessarily know you were just internalizing. You were holding yeah. on to, you said, right? Yeah. And I had been, you know, as I mentioned, it had been in ministry for, for years and, yeah. and I was going through faith deconstruction. So there was the coach who was, you know, holding that space and, and then there's the therapist that showed up and said, okay, I think, you know, there's some places you can heal. Hmm. And as I started to do in tandem, those two things, healing my, you know, myself yeah. through therapy. And I also worked with a natural health practitioner and kind of did some body work as well. I was, I was healing my soul. Mm. I was healing my mind and I was healing my body. Mm -hmm. And when I started to go through that process and started to realize that it is like a holistic way of living and showing up for myself means taking care of myself when I take care of myself, it means that I'm learning to be who I was created to be and I could live confidently and I could kind of um, really start to discover who I am, you know, not what I do, but who I am and what I have to offer. And I started to heal, heal those really um, tough things that I had gone through, like, and I won't get into what they were, but um, it was a really, really hard time in my life prior to that. Yeah. And when I got to that place, um, I reached out to you, you know, we had known each other through ministry, but we'd also known each other as coaches and podcasters. Mm -hmm. And I had gotten enough healing that I said, I'm ready to, to dive into my story. Yeah. Because I wasn't ready before that because I wasn't, I hadn't gotten the healing I needed. That's so story. Yeah. So there's this back and forward, like you've yeah. got to go back so that you can go forward. So the healing is actually looking and like, yeah, okay, let's heal that wound. Let's, let's yeah. uncover that, open the gash and then stitch it up properly. Right. Like there's this, so that you are stronger to go forward. And so when you came to me, that was like, all right, I've, I've already, I've already uncovered all this stuff again. I'm not, was it, I'm not afraid anymore. Like, yeah, I was ready. I think I was ready to talk about it. Right. I was ready to own it. There you go. I was ready to, to show up as that person. Mm -hmm. I think what I had, what I was realizing in that time, and even like through digging through my story was, I didn't want to show up as who I was. I wanted to show up as a singer. I didn't want to show up as Andrea, who yeah. was able to sing. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> What, what the difference is saying I yeah. am a singer. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I can sing. So now go back to 20 year old Andrea. Again, that yeah. fantasy stand in front of the record label. The difference is she was, she could show up and say, I can sing. Let me show you. Mm -hmm. But to stand there and say, I'm a singer would have been 
impossible. Yeah, no. And I think because I didn't know who I was. Right. I didn't know that it was because of who I was that gave me the capacity to move people in song. Because there's there's a difference Oof, between so singers and mm -hmm. great singers, like great phenomenal you know we know them like aretha sure. franklin is a great singer when sure. she sings like her soul is like bared for mm -hmm. the world i heard her in concert and i remember hearing her and hearing the sound of her voice and i was like if she carried me like through like a story yeah and i felt connected to her i felt like I was, you know, experiencing something. I was held. I was, you know, and because she was so vulnerable in who she was hmm. and, and singing was a, an outworking of who she was. It was a way she healed herself. It was the way she told her, her life story. It was the way she moved the world was through her singing. Like that was how she did it. Right. It wasn't because she was a good singer but I didn't know the difference. I had been hinged on like, I'm a good singer. Not that Andrea, you have something in you to tell the world. You have something that is so important inside of you that bubbles up within you that every time you get, and I had it then Alex, like that's a really like crazy part is like, I can remember being on the stage at that time and people like they knew like you have it, Andrea. Yeah. Because it would come out, but I, I didn't know how to express that and how to embody it and how to live it out and to, and to then take it off the stage and go, yeah, like I'm that same person off the stage as I am on the stage. And let me tell you who I am because I am just freaking fabulous off the stage. And what's, this is such good stuff. My goodness, somebody needs to go back. Somebody's listened to this and has their mouth wide open, right? They're just, just jaw dropped. That is such gold that you just hit us with. And, and there are so many of us walking around trying to, to live based on our talents and trying to impress people based on that. And, and in doing so are letting who they are uh, stay hidden mm -hmm. and, and wondering why they're not getting noticed, wondering why they're not standing out. And it's just, as you say, it's because we actually haven't seen you yet. Yeah. We've seen what you can do, but we don't know who you are. Come on, preach. This and is what so, I need to hear. <laughs> this is what's, this is, this is the journey that you and I yeah. have both been on and have shared and have thankfully been able to walk this journey together is to yeah. see each other really go into that core and pull that out and show that to the world and say, look, this is who I am. This is what I believe. And the way I'm going to get that out is, well, today it's through a podcast. Uh, tomorrow, maybe I'll sing a song and put it up live. Uh, the next day, it'll be probably a one-on-one -on -one session with somebody. Maybe tomorrow I'll create a, one, a group coaching program and get it out that way. But, but my belief that's the thing that you're carrying with. That's what shows for. That's what those people, when you were right, 20 years old, that's what they saw in you. It's just no, nobody knew how to, how to identify it. Nobody knew how to define that. Yeah. And you know, what is it even more so, you know, doing, yes, I can do all those things. I think the real confidence 
that I stepped into, I think when I knew when I started embodying it was when I didn't have to do anything anymore. Like I could just be. How does that show up? So, I mean, like, what did that look like when you realize, like, I don't have to do this anymore. I'm, you know, I'm happy in my own skin. I'm just me. I'm taking a walk and I'm grateful today and I'm loving this day and I'm loving my life and I'm not wishing it was something different or I was something different. And that is when I started to understand, oh, like I own who I am. I own my life now. And because of that, I have this like depth of confidence to pour into all of these things that I do. Yeah. Because it's, it's from me. It's from me. If you're like me, you might be showing up consistently, but you still feel all the fears and frustration of public speaking. I used to hold myself back because of this, but now as I show up more authentically than ever, I'm making more impact than ever, and I want to help you do the same. That's why I created the Fearless Speakers Academy membership a safe space where you can not only identify the exact fears that are holding you back from showing up, but also work on all the greatest tips and tricks that I've learned over 30 years as a performer and 20 years as a public speaker to captivate any audience. So you can show up with confidence online, on video, on a podcast, or on stage, wherever you find yourself today to use your voice and stand out from the crowd. In this membership, you'll get two live group coaching calls from me every month, as well as ongoing support through the community and all kinds of worksheets, downloads, challenges, and bonus offers along the way. It's only $15 a month. And if you go to fearlessspeakersacademy.com slash no BS, then you'll even get the first two weeks free to give it a shot and see just how much value is in there. Again, after that, it's only $15 a month. I don't think there's a better deal on the planet. Go to fearlessspeakersacademy.com slash no BS so that you can face your fears, make speaking magical, and tell a better story. What is that belief? What is the, the thing that you believe about you and about the, the world people now think, as you wake up, it- you think about that? I know it's not just me for sure. Like I know it, it's something we all access and we Mm -hmm. can all access. And I was reminded of this today actually, because I I realize I have not spent a lot of time connecting back to source. Mm -hmm. And for me, that looks a little bit different these days, but for me, that's, you know, getting alone with God, Mm -hmm. whether that's going out in nature and when I can feel so connected to something bigger than myself. Yeah. Then I am infused with this, like, I don't know, love energy. Yeah. This thing that feels so real and palpable that it just like, it fills me up inside and it reminds me of who I am. It reminds me of what I have to give. It reminds me that I do want to give. It reminds me of all the things that I'm capable of doing and I'm not even capable of doing yet, but I'm going to be capable of doing at some point, Yeah, you know, and, and just to give all those things out. And, and so that's out. what you do with people yeah, now is it to help them see that they're 
what they're part of something bigger they're connected to something bigger than them and once they kind of just actually like zone out from looking so pigeonholed at their life and that thinking that they're the only one that now they're connected to something bigger and that is the inherent value that they they have like yeah. that's how i'm just defining what you just said Absolutely. does that make sense i don't want to yeah. And I think I used to probably look at it in terms of doing and being like, it's the purpose of your life to do something. But I think the purpose of your life, isn't it to do it's to be. And if you can be, if you can be who you are created to be, you will do what you were created to do. And, but if you're trying to do first, then being becomes impossible. And that was what I was, where I was stuck for years was in the doing. I'm skilled. I'm talented. I can do all of these things. Look at how wonderful I am. But I was never being that. I was not embodying that. I, I look at sometimes now at, you know, other people who are embodying certain things and then growing in their craft mm -hmm. alongside and like, maybe they're not the best at it, but, but they believe it mm -hmm. and they're embodying it and they're stepping into it. And well, that's, I mean, thank you for being here and being part of my ever growing, ever, ever expanding effort to get better at this. Like, that's what this is. I think that's what this all is, is once you, once you have the, the ability, the confidence to say, all right, well, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't show up any other way. Or if I do, it's going to be inauthentic and it's not going to feel good. I'm going to feel drained and, and people aren't going to want to be near me. And so as I start to show up and say, yeah, no, I'm like, I'm a storyteller that that's who I am. Well, now this is an effort of me leaning into that even more and saying, well, all right, let's get, let's get stories out then in, in not just a story, but let's like actually break this down a little bit and try to figure that out and see what makes a good story and what makes your story so captivating, Andrea, like that's what this is. And do I feel like I have reached some pinnacle right now? absolutely not holy crap i'm still so green in this um but i'm willing to try and to keep pushing this forward and and risk it risk that who i am is worth doing what i'm doing and and that's that's the fun of this i think that's when you know that mm. like oh yeah okay wow something's become clear but because you know i'm willing what? to give this a shot because i saw i saw you before this and I saw you when you were, you knew you were a good storyteller, uh -huh. but then when you started to truly believe in yourself, that's when your stories came to life and you were able to also help other people bring their stories to life. Which is the beautiful part of this yeah. whole thing, which is where your story is our story, Andrea. Yeah. And, and I appreciate that. I appreciate what you're saying there. And this is what I, what I see in this whole thing, which is so phenomenal because at the beginning, right? I said, okay, well, who are you? What yeah. are you doing now? And you're like, well, I, I once was a teacher. <laughs> and it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And so your mindset coach who helps creatives stand in their worth. Mm -hmm. And then we just got this, you know, 20, 25 minute story that fills in the gap that we are all asking of like, okay, how do you get there? What does that mean? And now we see that if you're somebody who is showing up, trying to do, or even identifying with what you do, but you don't know who to be, Andrea was there 
was living in that and felt confident in the, in the performance, but so lacking in confidence in the personality, let's say, in showing up as a person. Um, and over these 20 years of finding the stable route and, and taking that and, and slowly going deeper into depression and anxiety and finally coming to this place of that being revealed and that being noticed and then doing the work to heal all those wounds so you can go forward. Now you're showing up saying, I'm going to be before I do. And if I am being the person I'm created to be, then I'm going to do what I'm created to do. And so there's a story here of like from doing to being. And if that's where you feel like you are, well, then Andrea's story is your story as well. And that is the freaking magic of all of this. Would you agree? 100%. <laughs> One million percent. Gosh, it's so fun. So what do you do with that? If somebody finds themselves in that position, they're like, I am so tired of doing and waiting for the opportunity to come to me. I am so done with this. Does everybody need to go out on their own and do their own thing and make a business of their own talent and skill? Is that the answer to this? Or is there, what do you see and, and how do you help people move through that? I think that you can do it at any place in your life. So it doesn't mean you have to be an entrepreneur or you have to have a business or you can be in corporate or not working at all. In fact, you could have no capacity for work at all and be. Because I think that so often there's so many people in the world that we, we gloss over because we're like, what's the value add that they have? Mm -hmm. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And the reality is some of those people are the most amazing people to be around. They're the most life-giving people to be around because they might not have the capacity to offer something in doing, whether it's work or whether it's, you know, physicality in their yeah. body. Um, and they embody this beautiful essence of who they are and who they, and the space they take up in the world. And it's like, people want to be around them because it's like so peaceful and joy filled because it's like, they don't have to do anything. Yeah. They show up and be purposeful. They just are purposeful. And I think when you realize that, like when you really get that, you can choose to do anything. You can take your gifts and you can make them a business. You can do it in a corporate setting. You can be a parent and outwork mm -hmm. it as a parent or mm -hmm. as, you know, a bonus parent or on your own. It doesn't really matter. But I think that that's the whole thing is like taking that step back and going, wow, like we're so, we're always looking for this way to just do and then have something happen in return and yeah. receive in return. I'm like, no, just be who you are. People are attracted to that. They're attracted to who you are. They are going to want more of that whether that's, you know, um, going to come back to you monetarily or whether it's going to come back to you in creativity or collaboration or opportunity or all the things. Yeah. Yeah. Yourself. It's the, I'm just getting this image of like Aretha Franklin, you know, sitting around in a room because she knows so clearly who she is. She has a, she carries a different presence with her just in a, in a genuine general conversation. Yeah. But for her to, 
to truly show up and really express her gifts, yeah, give her a microphone. Like that's going to be the thing. But for some she of us, changes the world that, that way. That's the thing. For some of us, mm-hmm. that microphone actually looks like a casserole dish that you're bringing over to a friend who just lost somebody. Do you know what I mean? Like that is the way that you show up in this world and, and the way that you, you do shape it because you know that this is your role to play. And if you can help somebody realize that this isn't just an act of doing, but this is me being who I am, well, then you in your gifts, Andrea, that you're priceless. That, that's, the, that's the gift. That's the thing. If you can help us realize and get to the point where, where people are saying confidently, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, you just made me think of something, which I appreciate because I think I'm going to take this out and start applying it more to my life. But fabulous. I think that, you know, when we attach to doing something in our lives, whether it's in our business or whatever, and we, then we, we kind of hitch our cart to the horse and go, here it is. Right. Yep. But as we grow and expand in our capacity, so does our capacity for what we do. Right. So as our being expands and we learn more about who we are, our capacity for what we're capable of holding space for in our work, in our creativity, in our collaboration, also that expands too. Mm -hmm. And so we have to know that that is also going to change and grow and expand. And so what you might be doing today might look a little bit different in six months, a year, six years from now. But if you're growing in your being, then that's going to be an outflow of that. And it's just going to keep expanding. So if you feel like what you're doing is not expanding right now, it's because what you're being is not expanding. And I think that for me is something that I need to take because I need to step into a new level in my own business. And that requires me being that person and embodying that which I need to embody and it's there. It's just, it's just stepping into the fullness of that because it's a new level for me in doing, but I can't do it if I don't be it. So. This is so good. I, um, this is, this is what I love about, I mean, thinking about boring stories and and as we kind of wrap up here, thinking of what makes a story boring, um, I think so much of it actually is when people just talk about what they're doing. Yeah. And and that's it's the events that happened rather than who they were along the way or how they felt. And the thing that draws us into stories is the emotion and that's the most powerful aspect of it and the greatest tool that we have and it's the thing that most of us are missing. And again, what makes for boring stories? You just told me what you did. So what? Tell me, tell me what happened. Tell me who you were along the way. Even if it is, you just go into the library. Yeah. How'd you feel beforehand? How'd you feel afterwards? That's the thing that's going to create a captivating story. And what you just told us was this journey of just going through life, doing whatever you could do. I can sing to getting to the point where you say, no, 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 actually, like I am, I am a singer more than that. I am a creator more than that. I am valuable beyond what I do. Mm Mm-hmm. That's, that's a captivating story that I could hear again and again and again. And, and I do, honestly. And I know that there's people listening who, are, who also have felt that same story and lived through that. And so 
Um, let's wrap this up with, you know, what's your storytelling advice for somebody coming to you and saying like, all right, how can I be a better storyteller? What do you like? What's just something just shamelessly, just like put it out there and be like, oh my goodness, you've <laughs> got to do this or not do this. What do you think makes for a better story? I would say stop looking at other people. That's, I would say that's number one. And trying to tell stories like they do or what? what just, do you- just looking for their, what are they doing that's working? Mm-hmm. Because I think that when you are able to like, just do what you feel you're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. and telling your own story, whether that's showing up somewhere like as a podcaster, you know, for me, that's telling stories, Yep. creating content, telling stories, showing up on, on social media is telling stories. Um, but when I am looking at what other people are doing, I am getting so involved in where they are that I lose sight of who I am. And I stop telling the story that I need to tell. So if I just dial it back in and go, all right, you're doing great work. I'm glad you're doing that. And that's working for you. I need to do this because this is who I am. And this is what I'm in alignment with. This is going to resonate with the people who need to hear my story. And it keeps me in my own lane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to applaud everybody else doing all the other things, but that doesn't mean I have to do them. Oh, it's good. Tell your story. Don't worry about their story or what they even want to hear. I think that's it. We're here to tell. I don't know if the world has changed in that way or if that's just how it's always been. And, and we're recognizing that. And, and it's been an adjustment period with social media and, yeah. and all the tools that we have available to us. But there is this movement, I believe a shift towards just tell your own thing. Like, don't tell theirs. Don't worry about them. Don't worry about what we want to hear or what you think we want to hear. This is where Gen Z, I think is so valuable with this is getting their voice out there saying like, don't like, we just want the authentic thing. Just yeah. show us how the cookies are made. Like just, that's what we're going to do. We're going to buy from there. Like just show us what's really happening. And that's yeah. who we're going to align with. And I think that goes for all of us and, and all humanity and, and kind of always has been, but we're, we're awakening to it again in a new way. So I think you're bang on. I think you've got this amazing presence about you, as I said earlier, and I am so grateful that you went into this and were fearless to kind of just explore and see what we came up with. Um, and thank you for sharing your story and for doing the work here. Do you have any final thoughts on, uh, you know, telling a better story in this world? I just want to say thank you for holding space because I think that you holding space for me even today is helping me to embody more of who I am. Uh, We need each other to do that. And I think that's important is, is holding that space for someone to explore that in themselves. And, um, so I thank you for that because I yeah. know that that's going to help me take it to the next level. So I appreciate it. Shoot. I love that. Fantastic. Maybe what you need to go and tell your story in a better way is just somebody to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Andrew. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for listening. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street, and we are just getting started. I'd love to know what you thought of this conversation, so please feel free to reach out to me on my website, on Instagram, or in the Fearless Speakers Academy and share your thoughts. 
In the meantime, honor this conversation, go out in your life and tell a better story today. We'll see you next time.